to start this morning with 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, if we admit, confess means to admit. If we admit what we did wrong, then he forgives. That's the condition. We have to admit that we need forgiven and that we, that we did something wrong and that we need forgiven. Proverbs chapter 28 says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. If we hide our sin, if we refuse to be honest with ourselves or God or the people around us about our sin, then life isn't going to go well. But contrary to all our fears, if we will just admit what we've done wrong to God and ourselves and the people around us, then our life will go well. God will forgive us and he will show us mercy. James 5.16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confess your sins to each other. The word trespasses there is just another Bible word for sin. Trespass means that you crossed a border you weren't supposed to cross. You crossed a line that you weren't supposed to cross. You're somewhere you're not supposed to be. So what I want to talk to you this morning about is something that none of us are very good at, and that is admitting our wrong. What do we do? How do we respond when somebody comes to us and they're hurt or offended or angry that we've done something? What is to be our response to that? If you're a disciple of Jesus, God has some things to say about that. If you're not a Christian, if you're not a disciple of Jesus, you can do whatever you want and you can see how that works out. But you can look at the world and see it doesn't work out very well. God has uh, some instructions for us. And so what I've got here is a sort of a spectrum from, from left to right there, a spectrum of our responses when somebody tells us they're angry with us or they're offended with us or that we hurt their feelings or something. And probably the furthest thing from what Jesus would do is to, is to fly right back, well, I hate you too. It's not a reference to the band. I actually really like their early stuff. Once, once Zuropa came out, they were kind of, they'd lost their way. But anyway, I hate you too. Well, somebody comes and says, I'm mad at you and you did this and you did that and I don't like you and, and I, you hurt my feelings and we just fly right back at them with a bunch of anger and retort and you're flying middle fingers at each other and throwing F-bombs and And I know that most everybody in here is Christians, but I'm not naive enough to know that you wouldn't do that. Uh, Some of you are too holy, but the rest of us are failures. I'm not too stupid to know that, you know, you lose your temper and you say things you shouldn't say. But uh, God says in this verse, 1 Peter 3, verse 9, Do not return evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. If somebody comes with anger, whether they're doing it right or wrong, doesn't matter. If somebody comes and they're mad or hurt or offended with us, we cannot respond with anger back, hatred back, accusation back. Well, I hate you too. Uh, That's never, ever, ever God's option. That should be an easy one to amen. amen. All right, okay. Another tactic we try is that, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Somebody comes to you, hurt or offended by you, they tell you that, whether they do it right or wrong, one of our responses is, well, I didn't do anything wrong. That's the opposite of confession. God says, confess your sins and you will have mercy. This is the very opposite of confession. It's denial. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. And we can stonewall each other so fiercely, can we not? 
I didn't do anything wrong. This is self-defense. It's pride. I told you last week, Job spent 37 chapters saying, I'm blameless. I didn't do anything wrong. And then he sees God and he says, I am vile. I have nothing to defend myself with. I didn't do anything wrong is pretty, usually pretty, pretty much going to be completely false. Whether you did anything wrong this case or not, but I didn't do anything wrong is probably a really bad response. Something else that we try with somebody who comes at us all offended is, well, I didn't mean to. That isn't confession either. That's self-defense. Again, well, you just misunderstood. Well, there's just been a, a miscommunication. Well, that's a mistake. Now, not only are you defending yourself, you are blaming them for getting it wrong. They're coming to you to tell you that you did something that hurt their feelings or offended them or wronged them in some way. And your response is, well, I didn't mean to. You're not only are you defending yourself, you're keeping your guard up. You're not going to confess, but you're going to blame them that they're the one that misunderstood. You took that the wrong way. It just adds blame. Or sometimes when we say, well, I didn't mean to, we're not blaming the other person, but we make a lot of excuses. Well, I just made a mistake. I was just a bad decision. Or, you know, I have a terrible time controlling my temper. Or, I don't know why I did that. I just did. Any sort of response that tries to justify ourselves by excusing our good intentions You know, the road that's paved with good intentions doesn't lead anywhere good. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I didn't mean to. You just took that wrong. So we throw blame back in their face that they're the one that's wrong. Or maybe you're caught and you can't get out of it, so it's just, well, I didn't mean to. My intentions were good. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. It's awful quiet in this Baptist church this morning. Another one we try is, yeah, but... You do it too. The throwback blame in your spouse's face or coworker or classmate or whatever it is, your parents or your kids. Yeah, but, well, I may have, but you do too. I'm going to make sure that you know that I'm mad at you too. Y'all are afraid to amen this, aren't you? All the spouses are elbowing each other. Are you listening to this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, well, I may have, but you do too. It's just more self-defense and blame. And I'm going to deflect off what I did and I'm going to throw it back at you. And I'm going to make sure that you know I'm just as hurt and mad and I have every reason to be offended with you if you're offended with me. Another one that we do, and we're getting closer maybe to what Jesus would want, but we're still not there. Um, Another one is I apologize. You may think that I apologize would be the thing to do, but it's not. You can say that sentence, you can say those words, I apologize, and you still have not confessed a thing. God says, confess your sin. I apologize confesses nothing. And the word apologize is a really funky word in English. Because growing up as a kid in the church, I heard that apologetics was the defense of the historicity and the scientific accuracy of the Bible, and it's the study and logic of proving Christianity true. And I thought as a kid, why do we call that apologetics? We're not apologizing for God. We're defending Christianity. 
It's because the word apologetics, literal, apologize, literally means to make your defense. I don't know why language is always morphing and evolving and changing over time. I don't know how we got from a word that means I make my defense to where we think it means I'm sorry. But apologetics, apologized, an apology is literally, it means to make a defense. I know that you don't mean that when you say that because you didn't know that. (laughs) What you mean is I'm sorry. But the word is a really funky word and we can use it We can say I apologize and still be totally wrapped in self-justification and pride. And you see that whenever a politician or a celebrity gets caught. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I I regret that. I have real remorse. Or a criminal defendant on the stand. Oh, yes, judge. I'm remorseful. You see, they're not confessing anything. I apologize does not confess a darn thing. It is the world's word. It is not in the Bible anywhere. It's used by people who get trapped and they're trying to save their skin or their career or their money. And then I know that when you would say, I apologize to your spouse or your kids or your parents or whatever, I know that you mean, well, I'm sorry. But it is very possible to say those words, I apologize, while wrapped in grotesque pride. I apologize, I'll be the mature one and I will end this conflict. I apologize, you're wrong, but I will be the peacemaker. That's what we really mean when we say it like that. Uh Yeah, you're laughing because you've been there. On, On one end or the other of that. I'll be the mature one, I'll end this. If you go to the dictionary, I apologize, apologize, you'll find it says to express regret. And and we can use regret and apologize and remorse in very self-protecting ways. Well, I regret doing this because I really don't like you being mad at me. Uh, But in no way am I about to admit that I was wrong. Yeah. It doesn't confess anything. You could say, and probably a lot of us have, oh, fine, I apologize. Okay, let's just move on. It's over. After three hours of marital discussion, okay, fine, I apologize, let's go to bed. Been there, done that? Mm Mm-hmm. Teenagers that just say what mom and dad want to hear, so you get out of trouble and off the radar. Hello. Saying I apologize doesn't confess sin, it doesn't bring forgiveness, it doesn't restore relationship. Closely related to that, again, we're moving in the right direction, but we're still not over to where Jesus would want us to be. We uh, say, I'm sorry, and hope that that fixes things. You may think, I'm sorry, is what you're supposed to say, but not really. You can say, I'm sorry, and that still doesn't confess that you did anything wrong. Sorry means sorrow. Sorrow, sadness. And Of course, I don't mean that sadness when you've done something wrong is bad. I do feel bad when I've done something wrong. But to say I'm sorry is not an apology, and it's not a confession. I truly, literally, have lost track of how many times I've had, it's usually a guy, I don't know why, but a guy who's unloading his problems on me and 
maybe he's angry or maybe he's brokenhearted or he's just having a really bad day and he's unloading on me and he's telling me all of his troubles and I will say, I am so sorry. And he will stop and like, well, you don't need to apologize. I'm not apologizing. I'm saying, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry is not an apology. It is, I'm sad for you. I, seriously, it's happened so many times I've lost count of how many guys have told me, well, why are you apologizing? You're not doing it to me. Like, I'm not apologizing. I'm telling you I'm sad that you're telling me this information. I'm sorry is not an apology. It's not a confession. It just means that we're sad. And again, like I apologize, I'm sorry, we can say it without meaning it at all. Sorry, sorry, yeah, okay, fine, sorry. Or, sorry, guess you'll just have to forgive me. Mm-hmm. Or, this is a favorite, I'm sorry you're offended. See how carefully worded that is? I'm not saying I'm sorry I did anything. I'm sorry that you're mad at me. I'm sorry your feelings are hurt. Oh, oh man. Is it warm in here or is it just you? <laughs> wow. I see the sideways glances. Okay, fine. Sorry. I'll be, yeah, okay. Just, okay. Sorry. We can do that. You can totally wrap yourself in justification and spin and still say, I'm sorry. But even when you are truly sorrowful for what you did, I'm sorry doesn't cut it. Let's go to Matthew on the screen, Matthew 27. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 silver coins to the chief priests and the elders. Judas, after he betrayed Jesus, when he, saw, he didn't mean for Jesus to get crucified. But when he saw what had happened, he felt so bad that he gave the money back and he went out and killed himself. He's really, really sorry. That's not, he's not faking it when you kill yourself. When you feel so bad that you just betrayed one of your best friends. He's not faking it. He was not forgiven. Sorrow over what we did does not equal forgiveness. Because Jesus said, it'd be better for you if you just had been, never been born. 2 Corinthians 7, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Whatever the sorrow was that Judas had, it killed him. It's worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow brings repentance, which brings salvation, which brings a clean heart. You see that? No regret. Being sorry or regretting the decisions and the actions of our past does not justify us with God or with the people that we've wronged because there are millions of people who seriously regret their past. The decisions that they made, the relationships they entered into, who they jumped in bed with, just terrible decisions and they hate it. But they're not restored with those people or God. They feel really bad. That doesn't save us. Because we're not yet to the cross. Confess your sins. If we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just. I'm not saying that being sorry for our sins is wrong. Not at all. I'm not saying that at all. It's just woefully incomplete. Because it doesn't get us on the cross. What gets us on the cross is, I was wrong. I was wrong. 
That is very, very different than I apologize or I'm sorry. I was wrong. No attitude, no sarcasm, no self-defense, no sass, no anger, no excuses, no justifications, no spin. Just real, honest confession. I was wrong. You cannot say that in a fake way because it hurts so bad to say. You can say, I apologize, fine. Sorry. You cannot say, oh, I was wrong. Maybe the most ice-hearted person could. But you can't say that in, in an insincere way because it kills so much pride. Our flesh, our self-will, our self-defense. It cuts through all the crap and all the emotions and all the anger and the drama that happens in our arguments, the blame that goes back and forth and it just goes right to the bedrock. I was wrong. I own this. I lied. I said too much. I was jealous, I lost my temper, I was disrespectful, I lusted, I was lazy. No excuses. It's me. I did it. Confess your sins and you will have mercy. But there's two nails on the cross. God's got another one for your other hand. Make sure you don't get off. Yes. The other nail in the cross in your flesh is, please forgive me. Please forgive me. It isn't enough to admit we were wrong and then expect the other person to forgive us. We have to ask. When we ask for forgiveness, not only am I confessing that I was wrong, but I admit that I need forgiven. I confess that my sin, what I just did, whether it was five minutes ago or 20 years ago, whatever you're confessing and trying to make right with the other person or with God, I confess that I was wrong and I did it and I confess that that puts me in debt to you. Jesus used the word debts for sin probably more than any other word. Now I owe you something and I ask to be released from it. When we ask for forgiveness, we're admitting because of what I just did or said or how I said it or whatever the problem is, I own it It's mine, I did it, I take it, and I realize that now I'm at your mercy. In this moment, I owe you this. It displays submission rather than aggression. Excuses and spin and blame and attacking back are all Satan's way. God's way is, I wronged you, and now you're in control of whether you forgive me or not. I can't demand it. I can't make it happen. I need you to release me. When It's a request rather than a demand, and it restores relationship because you give the other person the freedom to choose whether to enter into a relationship with you again or not. Once you admit you've sinned and you own it, and you ask for forgiveness, it is now you are free to choose whether you want to come back in to relationship with me or not. Please forgive me. I want this relationship to work. I want us to be at peace, whether this is you and your dad or you and your wife or you and your teenage daughter or coworker that you have to get along with, whatever level of relationship it is. I admit that I owe you something now. 
And you are in control of where this goes because I was wrong and now you can forgive me or not. You can stay offended and stay away or not, but I ask you to forgive me. Luke 18, Jesus said, The tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Do you see that this man, in this parable, Jesus tells the first character, who I don't have on the screen, but the first character is a Pharisee, and he's, his prayer is, God, thank you that I'm such a great guy. And then the, the tax collector, who's the scum of the earth in the Jews' mind in that day, because he was a traitor and worked for the Romans, Jesus says, the tax collector comes and he beats his chest and he says, God, have mercy on me. Do you see that he is very, very sorry? But that's not what he says. He's not saying, God, I'm sorry. He says, God, have mercy on me. Please forgive me. I am a sinner. You see the difference? He is very sorry. It's not wrong to be sorry. But he confesses that he is a sinner and I need forgiveness. So we admit that we're wrong specifically. I did that. I own it. It was wrong. And we ask for forgiveness. Put the other person in charge. I understand that I hurt you, I offended you, I wronged you, please forgive me. Those are the two nails on the cross that will kill your flesh and your pride and you will be where Jesus is and that's the place of forgiveness. That's the place of mercy. But wait, there's more. If you'll buy those two, I have one more I'll throw in free. You're not done yet. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. That's repentance. The Bible word to repent means to turn around, to reject the way you've been going, to change your direction. When I honestly repent, I'm telling the person I just wronged, I honestly, from my heart, I hate what I did, and it is my full intention to never do it again. When we ask forgiveness, it restores the past. When we repent like this, it gives the other person that we send against trust to move forward in the future. And you're letting them trust you again to move into tomorrow. We ask for forgiveness for yesterday, and can we move forward into tomorrow at peace? I won't do it again. So my kids, when we were having disciplinary episodes in the laundry room when they were younger, they, I would have them say, admit what they did wrong, and make sure that's clear. It's not just because mom and dad are mad about something, but this is what you actually did. And we, you know, they, I'm sorry, and we hug and we cry and we tell them we love them. And, and uh, you know, every one of these is different. But one of the things I tried to do most every time was have them say, I won't do that again. So they, I won't do it again. And I think all of them, but I especially remember one with you. <laughs> but I know that I will. She was very concerned that she was going to add lying to her list of crimes. <laughs> because I, her dad was making her say, I won't do it again. And she knew that she probably would, whatever, whatever the crime was with mom or sister or brother. I don't know. But all of them asked that question in one way or another. Well, what if I do it again? Here's Jesus' answer from Luke 17. If your brother sins against you, tell him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. 
And in another gospel, Jesus adds the words, if he comes to you seven times a day and from the heart he repents, you must forgive him. Seven times for the same stupid thing. So let's flip that around. If you are the one sinning seven times in a day and every time you genuinely, from the heart, own it, confess it, ask forgiveness and repent, the rest of us have to forgive you. And God will too. I'm such a screw up. Yes, we are. But God loves us. Praise the Lord. So saying, I won't do it again, when you and your wife both know you probably will, and maybe even this afternoon, if you genuinely mean it, I hate this and I'm going to stop it, God will forgive you. And she must, or he, or whatever the case may be, and we, and it builds trust to move into the future. Proverbs says a righteous man is going to stumble seven times, but he's going to stand up. Yes. Tackle it again. Yes. So, when you've honestly done all of this, you've been to the cross and you have crucified your flesh and your pride and your fear and you have owned what you did and you've asked forgiveness and you've repented, which means I won't do it again. It's fine then to go back here and say, I'm really sorry. I hope you know I did not mean to hurt your feelings. I hope you know I did not do that on purpose. Do you see the big difference? That if you do that up front, it's justification, it's defense, it's walls. But when we've been to the cross and all the walls are down and there's restoration of relationship, it's fine to go back and say, I I really hope you know I did not mean that. I wouldn't hurt you on purpose. and I'm sorry to offend you. I want to do it right. You see the big difference. You can say these things that I didn't mean to and I apologize. You can do all that, but only after you've been here. So, I know a bunch of you are out there thinking, but Mitch, what if I really didn't do anything wrong? (laughs) What if the other person is crazy? What if I really didn't do anything wrong? Listen to that sentence. I didn't do anything wrong. There is not an hour of your existence where that sentence is true. (laughs) Unless you're asleep. Hello. So the overall big picture is that's never, ever a justifiable excuse. I didn't do anything wrong is never okay so but i understand you may have a psychotic relative you may have a coworker that loves drama and trauma and likes to stir the pot and is always misinterpreting and on purpose i i get that that's the case you may have somebody who accuses you sometime of something that you truly did not say or you didn't do i i, I get that that that's the case but overall The guiding principle is, it's not ever true that I didn't do anything wrong. In all of our relationships, we all sin against each other. But you may have a manipulative powder or somebody with a raging temper that you have to go to school with or work with or in your family or whatever. So you may actually have to stand up and pick a battle and say, no, I I didn't say that, I didn't do that, you heard wrong or you're making assumptions. I understand that that's the case, but I know that 
Most of the time when I have stood my ground and picked a battle, I've been wrong. Especially with my wife. Like, okay, this time, I know I didn't do that. And three days later, I figure out that I did. (laughs) And dang, if I don't do a lot of damage in the meantime. And vice versa. If you're going to pick that battle, you better be really, really careful. Because, here's... Here's the way to think. If somebody comes at you and they're offended or hurt or uh, angry or something, ask yourself, do this person and I generally get along? Is this person reasonably sane? You know, is this my mostly good-willed spouse? Is this my mostly all-right kid? Uh, is this coworker and I normally on a good average day we get along all right? And if somebody comes at you that you normally on an average level get along all right, everybody's got bumps and bruises and and crashes, but if that's the case, you better listen, because they're not crazy. Every one of us is wrong way more often than we want to admit, and way more often than we think. In fact, much of what you have had to forgive was your own fault. You think you're having to forgive the other person, and it's you just being defensive. Not all the case, not all the time, not by a long stretch, some of what you think you've had to forgive, the other person was not wrong. It was you being defensive. If this person is reasonable and reasonably sane, and on a good average day you pretty much get along, then if they come at you and, and all of a sudden out of nowhere they're like, nah, you hurt my feelings, or I'm offended, pay attention. You probably did. The proof is, is this, the cross. I was wrong, please forgive me. Is this your usual response. Uh, Probably none of us in the room can say that. But if this is your usual response, that you are eager to make peace, you are eager to admit when you're wrong, you are humble and you're a peacemaker and you want to be humble and restore relationship, if that's your usual, then when somebody comes and and you really don't think you did it, maybe you might pick that battle. But if somewhere in here is your normal response, I didn't do anything wrong, you misinterpreted, you miscommunicated, yeah, but you do it too, that kind of stuff. If that's your usual response, then maybe you're the problem. If you find yourself always offended at somebody who you think misinterpreted, or your always feelings are always getting hurt by friends that leave you out, or they misinterpreted, or they're upset with me, and I didn't do anything wrong. If that's your usual MO, you're the problem. You're hanging out over here, and you need to go to the cross. So the question is, what if I really didn't do anything wrong? Well, probably that's almost never true. But even if you really, 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 really think it is, be very careful. Be ready, be quick to ask questions, to hear the other person. God says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Dang it, I can't get that one right. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Listen, ask questions. How did I, what, what do you think I did? How did I hurt you? Listen. Be ready to be humble. I was wrong. Repeat after me. I was wrong. Please forgive me. I won't do it again. again. Look at that. Nobody died. (laughs) The world did not end.
because you said the words, I was wrong. You can do it. Look at that. You can do it. You can. You can say, I was wrong. You can say, please forgive me. No excuses. No self-defense. Here I am, God. Have mercy on me. Amen.